Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Zadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Daniel. Welcome to an early edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live. There's a live show and podcast that loves the Cincinnati Reds, part of the Believe Network, presented as always by Bet Online. This show is live streamed on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and the podcast version is always up the next morning. Uh, today, I am joined by our good friend Carlos Guevara, uh, our good pal Nick Kirby, you know. He gets the day off. Everybody gets a day off sometimes. So uh, Nick has earned it. He definitely has deserves to have this. So we're going to let him enjoy his time with his kids tonight before the Guardians play at 7 o'clock. Uh, but if you are watching tonight on YouTube, please take two seconds to hit and like to hit the like button. Subscribe to our channel. It really helps us continue to grow. Before we do get started, let's tell you about our partner, Bet Online, who has the Cincinnati Bengals as six-point favorites this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. Football is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. As your continued source for all sports wagering info, bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join today and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Please make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Carlos, how are you, buddy? buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks. You doing all right? Dude, I'm doing great. I figured you're doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, I figure you're doing great because your San Diego Padres, the team that gave you the opportunity to live out your lifelong dream, had a major upset over the L.A. Dodgers, and I'm sure that that was just a fantastic weekend for you. Dude, it was it was awesome. I was just happy that they got there, um, hoping that they'd, they'd snake a game or two, uh, make it interesting, and then, you know, Saturday rolled around and you could see you know, the possibilities of something special happening and the game's getting started so late. It was one in the morning before it was over here and it was, it was fun. It's my mom. She was really the only one texting me uh, for the end of that game. The only one up watching it, I guess. Um, so that was a cool moment to share with her. And then it was just, that had to have been probably, I'd say top three moments in the last maybe 10 plus years for me uh, whenever LeBron won it all for Cleveland that was really special and when when Tiger won his last Masters and I'd say probably this one um, those two hopefully this one gets trumped by the by the series to come and maybe one more after that but um, it's been a fun ride it's been cool yeah man it's been really awesome I know um, to let everyone behind the curtain you and Nick uh, woke me up Saturday night with Holy S-H-I-T. So Nick, when he edits this, doesn't have to blur it out. I was very much asleep. And my phone's going crazy from you two. And Nick goes, Tim, turn on baseball. And I turned it on. And I saw the end and fell right back asleep. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I didn't go probably to bed till about 2.30. And 
I was heavily under the influence by then, and I still With had a cigar too much to energy enjoy the to night. stay yeah. up. And it was like, <laughs> I'm not letting this moment go. This was awesome. It was fun. It was awesome. And anytime the Dodgers lose, you know, an angel gains their wings. Yeah. Uh, so that was I'll pretty say, I'll cool. save that, the Dodger bashing for an episode after Padres <laughs> are done playing. I don't want any bad juju on them right now. So I shouldn't bring up uh, Dave Roberts going on the Dan Patrick show in March and saying, mark it down, we will be in the World Series. Oh, you can say it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. I'm all here for it. Yeah, well, Let's talk about the rest of the playoffs. So this is how... Everything has looked. Um, I did change my pick last week in the Guardians Yankees series on uh, last week's episode. I kind of felt really good about the Guardians and you know the fact they're in Game Five and a bullpen matchup really kind of feels pretty confident. But you know, obviously, the Yankees are at home. That crowd, as you can recall, are pretty God, I hope insane. We all get this wrong. Yeah, I did too. Uh, we all got the Astros right. Uh, how about an eighteen inninger? on two games in one for the Seattle fans for their first playoff game in history. I mean, at uh, in 20 years. Um, man, that Nick series was, was so close to being so different. I know, man. It was like every chance. Uh, it, was, it was wild. Um, Nick was the only one that got the Phillies right. I actually picked the Braves to uh, win the National League. So uh, joke's on me, obviously. I will not be getting the next round correct. Uh, and then we all picked, of course – the Dodgers. I know how much that pains you to do, but obviously you can celebrate now. So what have you thought, man? I think, um, so Nick and I talked last week, we thought wildcard weekend was a total success. Uh, just the fact of how every, every series was fun. Uh, you got all these crazy pitching matchups. And then I really thought that this has been the, you know, it sucks. The Reds obviously are not close to the playoffs, but I really think this playoffs has been awesome. I think it's been such a great, blast you know we're not having like all these blowout games um we're seeing a lot of really interesting dynamics i mean you know besides the philly clincher in atlanta that was really kind of the biggest blowout but really i mean obviously you know san diego with the big upset um cleveland maybe pulling off the upset tonight in a bullpenner uh what have you thought about the postseason so far you've been enjoying it it's been great, man. I mean, even the opening rounds, the wild card, those were those were fun. Um, it's it's been it's been fun. I, th- I think the new format works well. Um, I'm sure we'll get in get get into it a little bit more later on down in the off season about what our thoughts were about that. But I mean, anything can happen. You've got you know 200 win teams going down in the NL. That's that's wild. Um, Anything can happen in a short series, and you know the Padres are showing that the Phillies are showing that you just got to get hot. And you know I've seen a couple of bets, you know, on each of these games. I forget which one it was last week. Um, I think it was maybe the Phillies. They were like plus one hundred going into it with Austin Nola pitching or something like that. And it was, I know they were an underdog, but some of these lines don't make sense and just because anything can happen. I can't say that enough. Anything can happen in the playoffs. You just get there. I mean, look what's going to happen tonight with the guardians and the Yankees. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We know what should happen. We know who's the better team, but we'll see what happens in game five. So let's talk real quick about game five where we get into uh, previewing the NLCS. Uh, you mentioned, you know, anything can happen and especially in a situation like this where, you know, Tito was often discussed yesterday and Bob Costas talked about, which by the way, 
hearing Bob Costas do baseball commentary again is so fun. It's just so great. It is. I love his voice, but I know. I kind of noticed a little bit. I'm like, well, that's kind of a strange take. Like, very kind of like old school. Like, he makes a little jabs a lot yeah. about today's game. Now he I'm said like, something, hmm. uh, he said there's something during the Guardians game about like, uh, there was a pickoff play, and he's like, you know, if I was him, I'd go in spikes up on the next throw. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Take it easy, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to st- start a riot in New York just because. Anthony Rizzo put his leg down and right. <laughs> you don't like that. Like, relax. But no, he's it's great. He, I, I love his voice. I mean, that feels like October to baseball to me. Having Bob Costas on, that's cool. Do you like that um, Francona decided to kind of just um, use tonight as a bullpen game instead of going with Shane Bieber with everything on the line and just planning for Bieber to pitch game one against Houston if they win? Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that I like the fact that they're not starting him. Um, maybe kind of see where the game goes because let's say they put up four runs, and then three runs are like, well, we don't even need to pitch Shane tonight. So then you can save him. Um, but if you get in a bind, then you know get that reliever in there to to get you out of the jam and have him warm up and see what he can give you. But I think that's the right call, and I think that's what the Yankees are doing too with Cortez. Um, so I'm fine with the decision. I, and, and I would be fine the other way around, too. I mean, you want to go down with your horse, right? So um, I think best case scenario is that he doesn't pitch tonight because they don't need him. Yeah, that's certainly best case scenario. I, I'm kind of on the other end. Um, I get it. You know, hey, be confident in your team that you guys can win tonight with your bullpen because your bullpen's in much better shape than the Yankees uh, going into tonight. But yeah. I, I really think like, it's not like Cleveland's rotation after Shane Bieber is really bad. You know what I mean? We've seen it for throughout the season where, you know what? Shane Bieber pitches tonight. You guys pull off the win. Tristan McKenzie pitches game one against Houston. Like he's looked pretty good the past couple weeks. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to, you can't manage to go for the, for the next game for game one yet. So I understand what you're saying too. And, and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it could go either way. You can make an argument for either way. Yeah, because it looks like they have Aaron Savalli and Jamison Tyon taking the mound for the Yankees tonight. So I guess they're kind of counting on those guys to probably get a few innings in. B. Yeah, because that's a, that's what they'll do. They'll, they're going to try to get to somehow get to the fourth and fifth innings. And then it's just stud or lever after stud or lever on both sides. Yeah, that makes it fun. So that's 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 the race to get like the first 12 outs. And then here come the <laughs> here come the bullpen arms. So. So I, I, I it's gonna be pretty low scoring, maybe like a three-two. Yeah, I I do too. Did you like? Uh, I know you text us about it, so I'm bringing this to uh to the show. Did you like Josh Naylor uh, kind of going full fledged Russell Westbrook on his homer? I mean, it's pretty psycho of him. He's lucky that it was Garrett Cole that was on the mound and not like he probably Nolan did it Ryan. so aggressively because it was Garrett Cole. And he knows that. Garrett Cole's not going to do or really say anything about it. Um, but I don't know. I guess it was a little much for me. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I kind of like it. I really it made me it. laugh. I was like, what the hell? Like <laughs> if it was my, like maybe one of the, maybe if he, somebody did that against the Reds or the Padres, I would probably be really upset, but made me laugh. Not much could get me riled up yesterday. 
That's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for tonight, man. That's the whole reason we went a little early this week. Uh, so it's gonna be fun. I know, like I've been saying all along, my wife's family are big Clevelanders. So they're texting me throughout the week, throughout the series, like all fired up. So I want to yeah. see them celebrate. They certainly deserve it. So I'm with you guys, Cleveland. I, mean, I wish Nick was on just, so we could ask him about how the uh, atmosphere was. Cause it's been, it looks nuts. You know, it does everywhere during the playoffs. You know, it's always usually loud, but like if so many new teams and you know, again with the Padres and the Phillies haven't not haven't been here for a long time, and you know, Cleveland being a super underdog against the mighty Yankees, like their fans are going nuts. Like it's the favorite part about the playoffs is is the crowd noise. That's why I'm like, I always wish they would pump up the crowd noise more than than the broadcast sometimes. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you there. Um, let's talk a little bit about the NLCS. Obviously, your beloved San Diego Padres taking on the Philadelphia Phillies uh, in this upcoming series. So San Diego with home field advantage for the first two games. You know, obviously, then you got that three-game trip there. Hopefully, you don't have much, need much more than that. Uh, but, you know, in the circumstance that you do, the beauty is you get those last two games at home if, if needed uh, in front of the San Diego crowd. So Fox, Nick has been putting these up. So Fox has been putting together, like kind of picking the advantage at each position uh, through the series. Uh, so Padres bullpen, Phillies rotation, Phillies catcher, JT Romuto, Rice Hoskins at first base. Young uh, Seung Kim, who has been, I don't know if I said that right, if I hope I did, uh, has been awesome. Has been super good, far better than I thought he'd be. Uh, so maybe that's the Tim Daniel curse. The uh, He's this year's, um, what's his face from? The Brewers that I made fun of. Rowdy Tellez. He's this year's Rowdy Tellez, hopefully. So, for your sake, obviously. Um, What do you think, yeah, Ben? Uh, Kim has been so much fun. He's been so solid. He's been, I don't know, maybe their version of Kyle Farmer and what we wish maybe Kyle Farmer could have been, just that piece of the team, a little solid guy that you can throw out there all the time, going to hit 250 or whatever it is and have big moments just like he's doing now. Like, I think that's kind of, I mean, it's the first time I've really thought of it that way, but that's probably the role that the Reds wish that Kyle Farmer was playing. Um, but no, he's been great. Um, been a lot of fun to watch. Um, put that screen back up. That Like, they're so, they're so even. You know, at a lot of different places, you know, obviously D.H. Harper's going to win that by a landslide. And right now, I mean, third base, Manny, I mean, you can't beat him there. No. Um, you got Soto and Castellanos can easily have the same type of series as Soto, um, Marsh and Grisham in center field. Grisham is hot. He's playing well. So that's a toss up. You know, Schwarber, we're probably not going to get that production from our left fielders, but. I mean, it's. I don't understand the starting rotation going to the Phillies. Really, I guess I just thought they had the two top guys, but I don't know. I, I just I really don't know a whole lot about them. But I mean, the Padres have three big dogs that could give you number one stuff at any night. So, and Edge goes to the Padres bullpen, but the Phillies bullpen is no slouch either. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. A lot of like fun. You, Hopefully, going, they're exciting games. How do you like you, Darvish, going game one? I like it. I think it'd be good. I, I like him. Um, hopefully it's not a high pitch count. <laughs> um, but no, it'll be cool. 
So Wednesday, game two will be like at three thirty your time. Are you are you leaving work early that day? Yeah, I already told the boss I'm <laughs> not taking a half day, and I'm out of here by two by probably you know one two o'clock. Yeah, right on. I would too if my team was in the playoffs. Um, I work from home, so you know that wouldn't really necessarily. Yeah, well, I mean I'm pretty flexible too, so. I don't know why I try to act so hard just now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't ask you to make a prediction on this series, obviously, because I know it's really hard. And like you said, they're so evenly matched. Um, and obviously I don't want you to feel like you're jinxing anything. Um, but Padres in six. Oh, you're going to go and do it. Okay. All right. I like it. Yeah. I feel like they're going to do as well. I just feel like the way Machado has been swinging the bat and the way Kim has been swinging the bat. Yeah, it's kind of like they're hard outs. Be, yeah, like game one is going to be pretty important, I think, because I, I think it'll be okay if San Diego loses game two. If they win game one, I think it'll be fine. Um, but oh, man, I'm so excited. <laughs> this feels like a big Juan Soto series is coming, doesn't it? That AB Sun Saturday night too. I was, I was for sure he was going to hit a double or a homer and just smoke that ball to right field. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I'm really excited, man. Uh, got some really fun down to the wire playoffs, and got to you know get start fresh the, on tu- on uh, Tuesday. Then Wednesday we've got back to backs with the Padres at 4:30 Eastern and the Astros versus whoever wins tonight at 7:37 Eastern. So yeah, man, bit of fun playoffs. I hope it keeps going. Really excited to see how things go uh, the rest of the way. Um, we do obviously as a Reds show have to talk some Reds news. Uh, there's a whole, not a whole lot out there necessarily. So if we're looking here real quick, uh, multiple players who are part of the major league roster this year were cleared waivers were outrighted to Louisville, uh, Raynell Espanola, Ryan Hendricks, and Chucky Robinson, who got a ton of at bats towards the end of the year, uh, as everyone was kind of filling in, uh, Michael Papierski, who also had some time with the big league roster this year, claimed off waivers, waivers by the tri by the Detroit Tigers. Woof, take a shot today, Tim. Uh, you tell it's a Monday. <laughs> And basketball season starts tomorrow on top of these baseball playoffs. So I'm all <laughs> over the place. Um, and then catchers Aramis Garcia and Mark Colesbury were claimed by waivers by the Orioles. So the Reds lose three catchers on an already not super deep position in the organization. Obviously, a lot of confidence in Tyler Stevenson. It looks like probably a veteran catcher. Maybe they keep Austin Romine for next year to kind of back up Tyler Stevenson. Who knows? If not him, they better bring in somebody with some experience and not wait until halfway through the season to do that. It was so yeah. silly. It's so easy to do. Just do it. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Carrick Melvin chiming in. He said, I'm surprised that Chucky was the one that cleared. Um, I don't know if I necessarily am. Um, Garcia makes a lot of sense that he got picked up by somebody. Um, I feel like the one thing we could really only say about Colesbury is he got a silver medal in the Olympics. You know, he wasn't, you know, super awesome here by any means. And then Papierski, uh, we saw him get a couple of hits when you came to town. You know, that was cool. <laughs> but yeah, I had dinner at a table next to him. Yeah, that's right. You did. That was pretty cool. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Um, obviously, I know it's going to be a lot of movements through the off season, but kind of get started on some moves there as well. Uh, let's go real quick to the off season calendar. So 
November 1st and 2nd is the deadline to move players from the 60-day IL to the active roster. And it's, the, you know, TJ Anton, Vlad Gutierrez, Jeff Hoffman, Tony Santion, Art Warren, Tyler Stevenson, Joey Votto, Nick Senzel, and Mike Moustakis, all eligible for that. For that. And then through the 6th, they have decisions on club player options and qualifying offers. And then to protect guys from the from the Rule 5, as Carlos is very familiar with, the Rule 5. Shout out uh, to the Rule 5. Yeah. 40-man rosters got to be finalized by November 20th, December 2nd. Like we said last week, the Friday of Reds Fest, the non-tender deadline. Will there be a Billy Hamilton this year? As one of our listeners reminded us, he got cut on the day of Reds Fest last, uh, this last year at the Reds. <laughs> really happened. I hope so. I hope so. And then winter meetings and obviously December 6th, the draft lottery, which we will be doing a live reaction show. Um, and then December 11th is the rule five draft. So obviously a lot to look forward to there. Um, are we already out, out of slides? Wow. Maybe the show is going to go much quicker than I thought it was Carlos. Yeah. Unless we want to talk more about playoff baseball. We can talk all the playoff baseball you want. There's there's not a whole lot left on the on the Rojos right now. Um, yeah, I, I guess uh, a lot of uh, winter ball updates. I wish Nick was here for those. Kind of make that a little easier. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. Hopefully, those guys are playing and come playoff time. Those games are fun to watch. I think Doug said something like Ellie De La Cruz is like. Had like another insane game in. Oh yeah, I saw some stat line. I'm like, thought to myself, what does he? What if he just tears it up in the winter ball league? So that's basically tearing it up against elite double A competition and like triple A ish. Um, it's probably the equivalent closer to triple A, I guess. Um, anyway, if he tears that up and then goes and has a great spring training, like it's almost forcing their hand. Which yeah, I mean. I don't know, as Reds fans, that was probably what you would want. You probably would want them to manip- manipulate his his playing time, you know, this, his his clock right now. There's no really no point to start it next year, but I don't know, man. If, he's, if he just performs and performs and performs, they're going to have to. Yeah, at some point, it's just going to kind of click, right? Well, there's uh, his so- line, four for five, two walks, double and a triple. That's insane. That's bananas. Yeah, this is pretty fun. I don't, I mean, you know, obviously as much as you're allowed to tell me with your guys' relationship, that's like, you know, maybe they haven't interacted much. Has Joey said anything about like spring training with this kid or like has like, have you heard anything from Joey about him? Uh, he he doesn't really talk about um, the young prospects very much just because there's really not much time to give them a whole lot of his time while he's trying to prepare for a season. Um, but he didn't, he did mention him during spring, you know, this fact, you know, the sound off of, you know, the ball coming off the bat and how athletic he is and stuff like that, but not too in depth about it. Yeah. So Carrick kind of brings up the point 31% strikeout rate, no reason to start his clock. Um, I mean, isn't that baseball right now anyway for batters? High strikeouts and. Eh, yeah. I mean, it's oh my dogs are barking. <laughs> I know um, that feeling. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, you'd like you'd like for him to get his K rate down, but of course, if you're still hitting three twenty with 
however many bombs and um, 900 OPS, then and you're striking out at 30 percent. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like you're putting up numbers that. So if that's his only fault and he's still putting up these numbers, then I don't think that's enough to keep him down. Yeah, he does make the point here as well. That's in double A. No telling what it'd be against major league pitching. And sure, that that that's for sure. And yeah, you know that even goes for for triple A because. I mean, just two years ago, Barrero puts up crazy amount of crazy numbers. <laughs> Give me a second. So, dogs are going crazy for those who, I don't know, Nick will probably edit this out. So, Sorry. Um, That's okay. Hey, man. I have two dogs, uh, too. I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Barrero, I mean, he just tore up triple-A pitching, and then it took major league pitching two days to figure out how to get him out. You know, it's, it's different. It's don't get excited the way that you guys like to say, don't pay any attention to GMs. Whenever they talk, do not pay attention to minor league stats. Whenever we're talking about major league hitting or pitching vice versa, don't fall in love with it. You know, you can, it can be part of your argument, but don't let it be the overwhelming part of it. That's fair. I, you know, I like to play it down the middle. Yeah, because, so. I mean, they're prospects for a reason, right? They have the highest chance of the group to get there. I understand that. I get it. But you can be as, you know, highly touted as Barrero was. Not saying that he's done with at all by any means, but just, like, look how quick that turned out to be. Like, you, one would almost think that he's had his chance. But it's just that's how fast it happens, man. Like, just don't fall in love with what these players do in the minor leagues. I'm saying at the same time, I'm not saying don't enjoy them because I get it as a fan, as you know, you're not just a fan of the professional, you know, the big league club, you're a fan of the whole organization. I get that. So, but anyway, it's random. Yeah. Would I, would I be springing too much on you at the moment? If I asked you about TJ Anton. So coming back from coming back from Tommy John, you know, obviously, was extremely successful his rookie year. Like, how patient should Reds fans be as he's getting back in the groove of pitching, pitching innings again? I mean, I wouldn't get too excited. You yeah. would hope. I mean, he's going to have to learn how to do it still without the sticky stuff because we don't know for sure. But his numbers went way down before he got hurt. Um. At, at this point, I think it would just be a bonus if he came back and gave him something, you know, something solid. It, it would, I would, but I wouldn't count on it really. And you know, the same kind of goes with Sims because he's had a couple of, you know, years where he's been hurt, and so it's like, well, we can't really count on him. But if he gives us something, then all right, awesome. Yeah, the reason I ask is only because uh, there was something that I saw the other day on Twitter, and it was like. Top players to be most excited about returning from Tommy John and TJ Anton was on the list. Uh, so, you know, I, 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 I love mean, he's him. got nasty stuff, so yeah. there's no reason not to be, I guess, but I it's just, that's tough. Come yeah. back from the second one now, right? I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. Second one. So I think I'm not sure. Sorry. Don't quote me on that. Nick edits that's out okay. if it's not there. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I think just having Lucas Sims and TJ Antoine back, no matter what they do, is probably an upgrade from what we saw. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. It so, was a rough one, buddy. It was. Uh, but 
I'm excited to see what they can bring. Um, you know, I, we're all kind of in the mind frame that obviously the 2023 season doesn't feel like it's going to be, you know, super exciting. It's probably going to be a lot more fill in players as Jamie described the other, like uh, a couple weeks ago when he was on the show. But if those two guys can kind of come back and just kind of become promising parts of the end of the bullpen, obviously that would, that would just do so much for, you know, whatever 2024, 2025 looks like, especially with such, you know, plenty of major league ownership on their Ross on their contracts. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like what the playoffs are showing us right now. You're not that far away. You're not as far. I mean, sign a couple of good players. Yeah. Um, and be somewhat healthy next year. Get a couple of bullpen arms. It's not going to be that hard to get to to be slightly over 500. I mean, you've got a great core coming back in in the pitching staff. Um, maybe see what Votto can give you. Some homers have a solid India bounce back here. Um, T. Steve, Tyler Steven, a healthy All Star type of year. I mean, and then you sign a couple of free agents. It's really not not that far away. I, that's why I'm kind of really, really confused about the what the 23 is going to look like and what they're commenting about it. Yeah, I feel like I'm just not certain they're going to make the dive in just because, like we've kind of talked about, this is kind of the year the books become cleaner. Yeah, but it doesn't. They don't have to spend a whole lot. I mean, you're right. You're right. I don't I know. Mean, like, so if they don't, so say they go down to from their normal what is their normal like 125 ish has it been not counting last year say they go down to like 80 and they're just gonna save okay so does that mean the next year they're gonna use that extra 40 million dollars on top of the what the 125 are they just gonna save that money period and not use it ever like to me that's where it's like what are we doing what why I think I get that'll that. answer a lot of questions on the, on what they did the last couple of years. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a good point. I do think you kind of need a mixture. Like, I, I totally agree with, you know, like you said, prospects are prospects. But if you're seeing a lot of these major league, these teams doing really well in the postseason, you know, a lot of these guys are homegrown talent. But also, you know, you are seeing guys who made moves to really help their team. Um you know, I, mean, I don't know, maybe since like when the Royals won, has it been a full homegrown core? Um, but, you know, I definitely think that still matters as far as building major league teams. And I think the 2012 Reds are a perfect example of kind of like all those young guys that came together and wanted that year. I know it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but yeah, I think you're right to kind of roundabout way get back to your, to your point. Uh, there's going to be some good talent out there in the 2023 free agency. Winter meetings are obviously a big thing. Um, I think one of the things we've talked about too, with these prospects is, you know, everyone kind of is like, well, you know, when this guy's in the big league roster and this guy's in the big league roster and perfect world. Sure. But also a lot of times you stack prospects to see if it's a possibility you might be able to swing to get a better, a bigger, a better player to help your team out. So maybe that's an option. I don't know. They haven't really been very vocal about that. Um, but you know, obviously they are definitely wearing the hundred losses, you saw by the moves they made with the coaching staff. So I'm excited to see yeah. how everything's going to play out. Yeah, it'll be interesting whenever they start, you know, making their first one or two signings. Um, see where they go with it. 
I just, I hope it's more of a, you know, for the lack of a better word right now, more of a try than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they get beat up for not trying this year, but they weren't even close to being healthy either. So, right. you know, it's kind of unfair. But, you know, well, they didn't try at the All-Star break or whenever. It's, I, I just hope it's gets more away from that than not, um, you know, and then crossing what he said. It just, I'm like, why would you say that? Just stop talking, crawl. <laughs> Our further point of this is someone who has been to tap him on the shoulder and be like, that, 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 that's enough. That, that's enough. That's, that's enough. it. Wrap it up. <laughs> Delete that last quote. Yeah. Um, Carrick does make a good point here uh, as far as like, they may want to give that bats to these guys like Frito, Fraley, Ciotti, Senzel, Lopez, Sear, and so forth to see who will be in the 2024 plans. But that's a lot of at bats. You also have to give away in that same point. But yeah, but put his comment back up there. Sure. Please. Um, Fraley, Steer and Barrero are the only ones that I want to see have ABs. Like, Friedel, I think he's okay for somebody to call up. I think he's a fine 4A player. Siani, Sinzel at this point, Lopez, I think they're in fair child are, are fine 4A players. But if they're not going to, you know, put the money towards trying to compete to try to make it interesting next year, then sure, fine, give them all of that because that's what they're going to have to do. So there's really not, I don't think they really care to give these guys ABs like on the, on the field guys like David Bell. I don't think this is what he wants to choose from. Yeah. I think that's because they should be getting their ABs in AAA, seeing what they have, put up crazy numbers there and then come up and get your Barrero shot, get your, your steer shot. Um, and I guess Siani, I don't know how high he is, but I think he's one of the top prospects, right? To was my he knowledge. Like around 20-ish? Yeah, something like that. Really so, good but, fielder, really fun fielder to watch is kind of the scouting report. Yeah, like, but none of those guys are starters on playoff teams, really, at this point. I just Every day is like a field trip says, I just want a reliable bullpen next year, and we're with you, my friend. Oof. That's tough to get a reliable pit period, even if you do have spend some money. Yeah, I mean, look at your prime example. Padres traded for Josh Hader, and it was like, you know, pretty scary there for a bit. Almost got them out of the playoffs, and now they're in they the LCS. together, knock on wood. Yeah, that's true. Well, we just kind of wanted to get a quick one in before uh, the game starts tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's the schedule for the rest of the, for the offseason while we're trying to get to the playoffs. So next week, October 27th on Thursday, back to our normal nine o'clock. I will be out of town. I'll be in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Can't wait. Uh, November 3rd, also Thursday at nine. I'm planning to be back, but who knows? Got some stuff that day as well. Uh, but you'll have Nick and Carlos there. Uh, November 9th, Wednesday at nine and November 17th, Thursday at nine. So please just, like I said, take this two seconds, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we will go ahead and make sure that you guys are updated through everything as well with all our social medias. Uh, please, 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 please. Like I said, late night reds.merchmake.com. If you want to support the brand, 
go get some merch, get some nice teas and stuff. That helps us out a lot. Uh, we'll be very, very grateful. Go ahead and give us a solid five-star reviews on your subscriber of your podcast subscriber of choice. And as always, please make sure to take the second to go to bet online. Use that 100% welcome bonus. Get that believe 50 bonus, make some money, hopefully on the Bengals beating the Falcons this weekend. Uh, especially after yesterday being so fun. So uh, on behalf of Nick and Carlos, I'm Tim Daniel. Thank you all for tuning in to late night Red Sox live. Uh, everyone wish Carlos the best of luck as the Padres get in the NLCS. Go pods, and baby. We'll see you guys next week. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube